it I I can't fathom that he would like the fact that he he responded back does not surprise me in the least. But I mean this no. this is a whole new level. Yeah. After you get blocked, you're gonna go ahead and just continue to tag that person in sixty or whatever tweets. Like, come on, man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3 0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here are your hosts, Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3 0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 36. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co host, Nate Reyes. Nate. Say hello to the people. What's up, people? Happy Friday's Eve, thirsty throwback. Just all the all the types that's of, all Thursdays. I can think of Thursday. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, Nate, this off season, describe Stock. describe it in three words. It can't get worse. I like it. <laughs> that's that's efficient right there. But seriously, the, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> Manny's a bum. That's that's how I'll describe it. Yep. Um, just uh, it's getting to the point now where it's not even funny anymore. It, be, it was like, oh, like this season, off season going by so slowly, whatever. But now it's, it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, this is this is becoming a trend now. I feel like it's terrible. It's absolutely brutal. And knowing our luck, Manny Machado is going to sign bright and early in the AM. That's what I'm and, saying. I, I know that that's exactly what's going to happen <laughs> and just essentially nullify this entire show. But to be fair, in coming up with kind of the format of today's show, I kind of kept the whole Manny thing out of it because I know you said you didn't want to talk about Manny or Bryce no. until they signed, which I can respect because that's pretty much all that the baseball world is talking about right now. So yeah. We're going to break it off a little bit, go take a little different route. Um, but first, Nate, we need to address the elephant in the room. What do you got? You and I just got roasted on the playoff slash postseason slash World Series predictions on Instagram. Yeah, man. Like, What's up with people not understanding his hot takes? We got- like his bold <laughs> predictions. We got destroyed. We got to be bold, man. We got bent over backwards. Brutal. And just to kind of acknowledge that, I wanted to do I wanted to do a, like sort of our own version of mean tweets and just read through some of my favorites that I, I, like I came this. across. But first, let's uh let's just run through the baseball history just so we can get that out of the way. Yeah. Well, it- appears that every other year in baseball history was also kind of boring. So I only have two somewhat notable instances in, in baseball history. First one is 1955-0. The Phillies officially abandoned using the nickname Blue Jays, a moniker that never caught the fancy of the Philadelphia fandom. The unpopular name selected from an entry in 1944 contest appeared as a logo on a sleeve patch the following two seasons i did not know that they, they were nicknamed the blue jays so that was kind of it's kind of weird wait so they were like 
the I feel like I should I should know this story being a baseball history guy. Yeah. But are you saying that they were they were the Phillies and just had like a side name basically? Yeah, they had like a, they had like a contest and the contest winner was their nickname the Blue Jays. Yep, definitely didn't know that. Weird, right? And then they they ditched it after a couple of years. Interesting. Yeah. Uh 1957, Commissioner Ford Frick allows Bing Crosby. Do you know who Bing Crosby is? I do know Bing Crosby. White Christmas. Yeah. Great yeah. movie. All the all the old school all the old school songs, all the old school Christmas songs, a lot of them were Bing Crosby. Anyway, he was a part of an eleven man syndicate that made a successful bid to buy the Tigers. To keep his token stock I'm sorry, Commissioner Ford Frick allowed him to keep his token stock in the Detroit club, although he was already part owner of the Pirates. How does that make any sense? I'll tell you how, Nate. It doesn't. Seemed a little corrupt to me. And uh, they tossed in a a fancy word. It's the famous crooner. Don't know what that is. Who became one of the Bucks owners in 1946 presently has a 16% share of the Steel City Club. And when they say presently, I doubt they mean right now. Uh, they but don't. Bing Crosby, man. Singer and uh, team owner of multiple teams at the same time. Anyway, that's baseball history. What a player. Yeah. Baseball history, good deal. Thanks for enlightening us with those uh, facts. You're welcome. Nathaniel. That's what I do best. All right. While you were doing those, I pulled up the graphic, and I'm currently in the comment section. Sweet. I'm going to read off some of my favorites as I as I come across them. Uh, oh, first one I see here. This, this arguably was the best one. <laughs> uh, because, partially because I had a, a pretty good response to it. A factual response at that. Uh, someone said... Should I include their username or no? Uh, yeah, why not? Give them a little love. All right. So Alex Werner with two R's at the end of Werner said, someone tell Kyle. So, no, I'm sorry. Someone tell team Kyle. He forgot the best team in baseball. <laughs> um, and then I responded factually um, that I'm pretty sure that I included the team that won the division, the pennant, and the World Series. So I did include the best team in baseball, but I guess that didn't sit well with him. Um, Moving down the line here, the Astros are going to win the West again. What crack are you smoking? (laughs) Um, (laughs) This Rays account, I guess like a fan page, says, I don't like it when people predict us to win. (laughs) How, de- <laughs> how depressing is that? I don't like it when people expect us to do good. All right. Sorry, man. Forget it. I'll pull you guys from my list. I'll have you guys winning 65 games next year. Um. Oh, this was a good one. Uh, LOL, LOL, Kyle must have been dropped on his head. Um. What are some others? Uh. Bogus. There had to be some that attacked me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this one, <laughs> one more about me. The guy goes, "Kyle must really hate the Yankees to think that the Rays are going to be in the playoffs." <laughs> um, 
Nate, WTF, you big dummy, no Braves. <laughs> uh, oh, bold there... predictions, people. Bold. Hold on. We're not done yet. There's there's a couple. Kyle is smart. I like that. <laughs> oh, oh, I was going to ask you about this. There's one coming on here that said... Kyle's is more realistic. Nate's is way more big market hopeful. What is your thought on that? I think I you really said, don't care about markets. I think you were saying that you, I don't even remember who's on your list. Do you, you just have like bigger market teams. I don't remember. I guess so. I don't know. I, mean, um, I didn't realize St. Louis isn't exactly a big market. Oh, uh, this one guy says y'all, y'all tweaking. If you think in Dodgers ain't going to finish first in the West LMAO. Incredible grammar. Tweaking. <laughs> Nate is an idiot. Kyle for show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, man. Hey, at least this guy was respectable. He goes, Team Kyle doesn't have the Yankees or the Dodgers. That's dumb, to be honest. I mean, I can that. Oh, this was one of my favorites. These, picture, these picks are actually stupid to look at. I think I actually lost brain cells looking at this. <laughs> oh man wow i feel better you feel better i do i feel like i came out a better person for going through this experience it was hard i'm not gonna lie <laughs> like every time i logged into instagram or like opened up the app it was Getting like shredded. 11 comments 12 comments 15 comments and i'm like oh god <laughs> oh man High key, a lot of stupid picks. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Not low key, high key. <laughs> oh my God. I'm trying to be on whatever you're on. You spun out of the game. <laughs> nice. This one guy says he tagged the ba- the account at DTD Baseball English, please. Don't even know what that means. <laughs> Is it that hard to understand? Like. <laughs> Okay. Hold on. There's I know you got r- roasted way more than that. I don't understand. I This isn't adding up. Nate is an idiot isn't enough for you. Uh when I've been called <laughs> retarded like 74 times in these comments. <laughs> or an effing retard as Dom Rug <laughs> underscore said. Oh man. Apparently, people liked your picks, but they weren't pleased with your World Series results. So, mm-hmm. respect to you, I guess. I guess. This one guy says, he goes, LMAO, you on Sherm? I don't know what that is. But... I don't know either, but I'm guessing some sort of illegal drug. <laughs> <laughs> shrooms? Do you mean shrooms? Uh, it says Sherm. <laughs> I'm not sure what Sherm is. If he meant to I'm not it, on Sherm. If he meant to say shrooms and said Sherm, maybe he's on Sherm. <laughs> I do uh, not do it as Sherm. Yeah, but that dropped on the head comment was the best. Yeah. I, I like went that. I went back with my personal account and liked it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was I'm just going through the rest of them. It's nice. These I are, feel good. These are actually both garbage. I can't pick one. <laughs> That's when you know. That's when you know. Bold predictions, people. Bold. That's all we were trying to go for. That's it. Yeah, we just got destroyed in this. 
I love it. Speaking of which, this is like content school 101. Thank you to all of the people that just destroyed us, but just went in on the comment section because that post had phenomenal reach and engagement and our listenership went through the roof. Thanks to you guys. So much love. Um, But anyway, that wraps up our mean tweet slash mean Instagram type. Reading. I like the idea of that being a, a segment in the future. <laughs> like, mean comment section reading. <laughs> I'm all for it. Um, all right. Moving on to some, uh, really just a hodgepodge of topics that we have today. Really no particular theme across these three that we're planning no. on covering today, but it's kind of how the off season is. It's just random. Yeah. You have to just put it all together somehow and make it work. Uh, but kind of, kind of related to the Instagram graphic comments that I was just reading about the predictions, uh, Vegas, the Vegas win total predictions for 2019 were just recently released. And they were. so we, Nate, I know I mentioned to you, we're going to just kind of run through these and, See how or see whether or not we we really agree with these. So, um, I know I didn't mention it to you off air, but my thought for this was maybe we could. What I could do is I could run through them, and give you the number, and then I'll give you the the number of wins that the team had last year, and kind of compare and contrast. And you you kind of tell me your your gut thought whether you agree disagree whether. You feel okay. something if you need to explain yourself for whatever reason. I like that. Yeah. All right. So going in order from most to least, we're starting off with Houston at ninety. These, these are the over unders. Uh, Houston at ninety seven and a half. They finished with one hundred three wins last year. Um, I'd say that's about right. I, I, I they're definitely not going to go over ninety seven. It's going to be right around that range. Do you the, have, the division got tougher, you know? Yeah. Do you have them winning the most games in baseball next year? Mm. No, you can't because it, who did – or no, 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 no. no you, you picked the Astros. Never mind. I picked the A's. Never mind. Yeah. Um, I don't think they'll win the most. They'll be in the top three, but not the most. All right. Yankees coming in at 96 and a half. They won 100 games last year. Pretty fair again. I think anywhere from that 95 to 97 range is fair for these top three teams. You can't predict anything higher than that. True. Uh, Boston coming in third, 95 and a half. They won 108 yep. games last year, which, if my math serves me correctly, uh, was more than 100, which it was. the Yankees won last year. Yeah. So, this was more of a question for you. I mean, that's a 13-game slide. Well, the way I look at it is not – I mean, yes, on paper it's a thirteen-game slide, but one hundred eight wins obviously is not going to be a sure. a That's frequent the, number. Yeah. Um, but I still think they, I still think they get a hundred wins because they what what changed about the team? Nothing changed. I mean, the yeah. only thing I, I was doing a little research. You're losing your bullpen a little bit, right? Yeah, and that was the only thing that could really affect like those those close games that this that they were able to pull out more times than not this past season. Um, so I could see why they, given that Kimbrell hasn't signed anywhere yet, including Boston, um, I could see why they kind of 
doubt that a little bit. So, I mean, it's yeah. respectable, but I still think regardless what happens with Kimbrell, I think they, they find a way to win 100 games. Uh, moving on, L.A., the Dodgers, that is, uh, coming in at 95. They won 92 games last year. Mm. Yeah, I would take – I'd probably take the under on that just because – Stuff's getting older. They haven't really added anybody this year besides Joe Kelly. Dave Roberts is going to continue to make poor decisions with his pitching staff. Yeah, I'm going to say under. And not to mention, neither of us have them winning the division, right? Correct. All right. Uh, Cleveland coming in at 91 and a half. They won 91 games last year. Wow. Model consistency. Probably because your division is trash. So <laughs> I'm going to stay. We say that's pretty accurate. That's dead on. Uh, Cubs eighty nine, and they won ninety five games last year. Here's my mm. thought on that. I think that's an accurate number because we've seen that the division, although it wasn't exact, it wasn't necessarily weak last year. I mean, it wasn't like what it has been in years past, but yeah, it definitely got stronger. That's the, exactly what I was going to so say. I, that's I, what I was going to say. It's going to be tighter with at least three teams involved. Instead of just two. Right. So I, I think a six-game drop-off is fair. Yeah, I agree. Uh, St. Louis uh, coming in at 88 and a half, and they won 88 yeah. games last year. Yeah. Do you think Pretty that number good. should be higher, though? Um, Given that they're one of the teams that we were just alluding to about strength, like overall improving their, their I roster? Think they'll, I think they'll get over 90. Um, but I want to point out that it's interesting that we're so crazy on our bold predictions, but... Vegas also sees Brewers coming in third in that division, so blah, get out of my face. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, you got roasted on there for not having because you didn't have Milwaukee, right? Making yeah. the playoffs at all? Nope. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Washington, 88 and a half. They won 82 last year. Mm, all depends on that that uh, that guy that we've been talking about. The guy that we're not going to talk about? <laughs> yeah. It really does. It really does. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't get me wrong. They'll I, win more than eighty-two. They'll win more than they did last year, regardless what happens. That's what I'm saying. I, I think they'll be better off this year than they were last year, just based on the moves they've made this off season. But I think yeah. the ceiling could be much higher if they bring back uh, that guy that we're not talking about. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay. This was an interesting one. Eighty-five and a half. They won ninety games last year. I don't see them getting over ninety. I would I would guess more like eighty seven, eighty eight, but still pretty pretty close. I could see them repeating. I, I mean, I don't have them winning like a hundred games, but yeah, I they're just uh, I saw a lot with that team this year, and I feel like regardless who's on their opening day roster, they're going to figure out a way to get in that ninety, like eighty eight to ninety two range somehow. And they've gotten a little better. Yeah, they have gotten a little better, and their young guys are going to be going to have a year under their belt. Uh, like mm-hmm. the guys specifically that we've talked about on here before that they, they got called up. They got a, a season or so under the belt, so we'll see. Um, Atlanta, my uh, World Series, or rather my National League pennant winner, 84 wins. They won 90 games last year. And that's the first team we've mentioned out of the NL East, right? No, we, we hit uh, Washington. Oh, we had the Nationals? Yeah. Uh I don't see the Nationals taking the division by that much. That's a, what, four or five game? Four and a half. Yeah, yeah, four or five games. Yeah, I don't see that. I think it's going to be a little tighter. I think 
Um, I think the Nationals are lower. I think that's probably right on for Atlanta. I think, obviously, with the list, the Mets are pretty close, too. But I don't think that division is going to be won with... It's not going to be just barely over 500. You know what I mean? They're going to be... They're going to be all at that 85 to 87 range, I think. Yep, I agree with you. Uh, Milwaukee, 83 and a half. They won 96 last year. It's about right for me. I agree. (laughs) Oh, and I should have (laughs) mentioned, these are obviously, in case people haven't figured out yet, these are all their regular season win totals. Um, Milwaukee, or did Milwaukee, the Angels coming in at 83 and a half. uh, They won 80 last year. Normal. I would say that's about right. I would say that's about right. The Mets, which I believe were your division winners for this year. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah Is that that's one, right. One of the hot takes I recall. Yeah, you that's... got you got roasted for that one. I sure um, did. Rightfully so. That that is a that was one of the more hot takes of our That's hot the takes. boldest pick I had. That's yeah, the boldest that's, pick I had. That's definitely the boldest pick. But like we've talked about, I mean it never happens. It like the result at the end of the year is never it, it never plays out the way that it starts out on paper at the start of the year. Yeah. Like, it never happens that way. Like March Madness is a perfect example. They just, sports just don't operate that way. Right. Um unless we play the games. Yeah, I was about to say unless it's college football, then you can always count on Clemson and Alabama being in the championship. <laughs> um where did I leave off? The Mets. Did I say the Mets? Did we already do the Mets? You did not say the number. Uh, 83 and a half. They won 77 last year. Good bump up. I think Vegas sees that they're going to be better than last year. I think everyone can allude to that. Um, in, a potentially, but, in a potentially strong division, depending upon what happens with those two guys. Yeah, I think it's going to be similar to the, uh, the Central to where um, everything's in between the 85 and 87. Like I said, it, those teams are going to be tight and you know, Bryce Harper does sway the nationals a little bit, but I think between the Mets and the Braves and the Phillies, it's all going to be real snug. It's all going to be in that mid eighties. Um, sorry. I'm just like looking at the list and I don't see the Marlins on here. Ah, just kidding. (laughs) No, I had to scroll down a little further. (laughs) <laughs> they're on the next page. <laughs> um, the A's, 83, they won 97. That's a big drop off. That's that's a, that's some disrespect right there. Yeah, I still see them getting 90 wins. That's that's 14 games. Yeah, that's crazy. Why are they hating on Boston and Oakland so much? Did it's you did you write slide. this list? I did not. <laughs> Philadelphia, eighty-three never wins. <laughs> I've never been to Vegas either. <laughs> Here it's pretty wild. Uh, eighty-three wins for Philly. They won eighty last year. Uh, a little bit more, like I said, in that eighty-five to eighty-seven range. That's what I would say. I would guess if I was, you know, putting money on this, I would say over on on eighty-three. I'm interested in your take on this one. Colorado coming in at 82. They won 91 games. That's a nine-win drop-off. Yeah, that's too big of a drop-off. Um, Especially since you and I both have them winning the division. 
Yeah, the Dodgers are at 95. Which, again, sorry, not to interrupt. Do you realize how many people were getting on us about picking the, the Rockies to win the division? Did did yeah, they a, watch baseball this past season? Do they not? Do they not remember that there is a one game playoff of the division? Yeah, and, and not to mention the Dodgers are, in my opinion, getting worse. You yeah. lose you lose Puig Kemp, probably. And in, in my opinion, you're not getting Harper, so that's going to be yeah. a letdown. I don't I don't see it happening. I don't see 95 happening. That's for sure. But I don't see the the Rockies being a game above. 500 it was just like uh, that doesn't make any sense to me they're going to be closer to that 89 90 range we're not saying it's gonna be a blowout with the rockies but it is going to be that's pretty much the case for all of our picks like i don't really think with maybe the exception of the indians there's really not any blowout division races like yeah that was kind of the point of that whole that whole deal uh pittsburgh coming in at 78 and a half they won 82 last year I, um, I think if there's I, a team I, in the central that has a slide, it would be yeah. them. Yeah, they're going to go a little more than that. Um, San Diego, 77 and a half. They won 66 last year. It's a wow. 11, 11 and a half game bump. Forgive yeah. me for not knowing this off the top of my head. What have they done this offseason to improve themselves? Yeah, not a thing. And that's not, a, like, that's not a rhetorical question. I'm like legitimately... Absolutely. I think they're banking on their prospects making a little bit of a splash with Tatis Jr. coming up. But, I mean, and but, Hosmer being there for a second year. Uh, but uh, nothing else free agent-wise. That's just, I mean, I feel like you have to have a lot of pieces come into play and work out, like, right out of the gate for that to, yeah. for that to be true. But we'll Seriously. See. And if you're having such a dominant, if, if we're talking about these odds, if you're having such a dominant team like the Dodgers in this list at 95 wins, how are you having such a bump in the Padres games? Right. Yeah, I don't know. That makes sense. Uh, another team in the NL West, Arizona, coming in at 77. They won 82 last year. I'd say 77 is about right. Yeah, that's fair. If uh, not less. Cincy, also 77. They won 67 games last year. I'm assuming they're contributing that to uh, the moves that they've recently made. Maybe I'm wrong, yeah. but that's my guess. Yeah. Decent bump, probably expecting a better year out of Votto, who didn't really have that bad of a year, but it was, for his standards, it was on the low end. Toronto, I've got a few more here. Toronto, 76 and a half, they won 73. It's mm, irrelevant. No, I would, I would put them at 73 again. Yeah, I don't see them improving on last year. No. Um, Seattle, 74 and a half, they won 89 last year. Here's my question to you. Do you think 89 was just kind of, I don't want to say a fluke, but I'm going to say fluke. And do you think 74 and a half is more close? Even if it's too low, do you think it's closer to what the number should have been? Yeah, I would put them at like 77, 78 um, because they have, they've lost their guys for sure. They've, they've offloaded a lot of their talent. Um, so, but they have gotten some pieces back, so you never know, but that's a big drop off. That's a 15 game slide. Uh, I don't know about that, but the division is, you know, going to get better. I think the white Sox 74 and a half, they won 62. 
too big of a jump. Agreed. Especially since you haven't signed either either one of those guys. Yeah. Way too big. Uh, but um, I mean, to be fair, the, the, I I think it's safe to say there'll definitely be a jump signing the guys that they've signed so far, like the the Yonder Alonzos and guys like that. John Jay recently as well. Is yeah. that official, by the way? That's official. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and they got the Herrera kid on the in the bullpen. Right. So I mean, they got they've got guys. Um, so they're, and I think having that combination of talent next year will will definitely pay off in terms of a, a bump up in wins. But, yeah, I think you're right. That might be too big of a jump. Yeah. Uh, the Giants, 73, won 73 last year. Mm, about right. If if what I've been noticing about reports is that they're in talks still of getting rid of Mad Bum. Yeah, I saw that. Um, That'd be interesting. Yeah, I think you got a declining Evan Longoria. Um and the rest of the squad is, I mean, Buster Posey is always going to be Buster Posey, but even then he's only going to play, what, 130 games, right? Like he's never really that big of an impact. I don't know, I'm probably way off on that, but, you know, it's not enough enough roster to really make a splash. So 73 is probably correct. I think you're going to. But I still, I still think they would beat, oh, uh, I still think they would win more games than the Padres. Do you have do you have them winning more than Arizona? No, I think Arizona's gonna be in last. So you have them winning more games than Arizona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I have them I winning like... more. I have them. I have them winning more games than Arizona. I got you. Um, and more than Padres. Padres are gonna be second to last. Um, going back to your point about Posey, I think you're gonna upset a lot of people by saying he doesn't make big enough of an impact. How many games does he have? I'm, he's a great player, but like I'm, I'm over the. So what you're saying is he makes an impact, but not, not in enough, like not a for long enough impact. of the for for enough of the season. Yeah, not a superstar impact. Yeah, and uh, as talented it's talented as as he was as a catcher coming up, he's not catching as much as he did. So it's like. Uh, there's got to be a drop off in impact here. Hot take. Yeah. Uh, got five more here. We'll run through them. Texas coming in at seventy and a half. They won sixty seven last year. Sure. Why not? <laughs> All right. Now we're getting into the the high quality organizations. Kansas City sixty nine. They won fifty eight last year. Eleven game bump, huh? Again, that's one of those teams where I'm like, what did they? <laughs> what did they do? Yeah, not Billy Hamilton. Uh, no, come on, <laughs> stud. <laughs> uh, Detroit. Ah, clearly, I did not remember when I said, "Where's Miami?" And they're on the bottom of the list on the next page of my notes. Uh, I had them written down, but I guess I forgot about them when I was pulling the wins from last season. Um. Who did I say? Detroit. They are coming in at 67. They won 64 games last year. Sure. All right. Why not? All right. Put some thought into these next two. I'm really curious what your take is on these two. Okay. 
Miami coming in at 65 and a half. They won 63. Mm. What's your boy? What's your boy Jeet's going to do down there? Uh, it's hard to say. I think you're just, you're just throwing prospects up there to see how they do kind of thing. You might get some that shine through. You might get some that are total duds. Starling Castro will probably be your lone representative in the All-Star game. So uh, by that statement, are you saying that JT Real Muto is not a Marlin on opening day? Um, No, I don't think so. I think I think Jeter's going to lower his standards on that. I don't know where he's going to go, but I think Jeter will lower what he's asking for. I think he's probably asking for too much. That's why he hasn't been moved yet. Yeah. So I don't think he'll be. There's no point in him being your opening day catcher. Yeah. Because if you do a midseason trade, I don't think you're going to get as much as you would now. And you risk him just being total garbage because right. at that point right. he's basically quit baseball because he doesn't want to be in Miami anymore. Yeah. Uh, all right, last one. Baltimore Orioles coming in at 59. They won 12 games last year. No, they, <laughs> they won They won. 47 games last year. Incredible. that we I'll give them their respect the if they do. A prediction to be in the 50s is amazing, first of all. Here's the um, thing, though. Are, is Baltimore just that bad now? Or, like, was similar to the, the Mariners, but on the other end of the spectrum, was Baltimore as a fluke? I mean, obviously, they're not going to win 47 games again next season. At least I would hope not. But I think they'll be in the 50s. I really do. That is, that I is think wild. I really think they'll be in the fifties. I think um, their attendance over the course of next season will be in the fifties as well. <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's bad, man. It's like when all when when people put money on the Browns a couple years ago to go zero and sixteen. It's put money on the Orioles to only win in the fifties for games. Um. All right. Well, that wraps up the Vegas. Win total predictions. There's some good conversation there. We, I think we were able to validate our postseason predictions a little bit more based on those, I feel a little better about our predictions. <laughs> I do too. I didn't feel bad about our predictions to begin with, but, I mean, we got just torn apart in the comment section. So, yeah, had, well, I think a little rebuilding was, was due for both of us. Vegas is on our side. Caesars Entertainment is on our side. Um... Speaking of, uh, nope, can't think of a transition. So <laughs> we're just gonna <laughs> we're gonna slide right into the next segment. Uh, a report that you actually sent me, which I'm sure a number of our listeners uh, caught wind of, is a Bleacher Report article that was talking about the amount of money that MLB, the major, uh, I can't talk it now, that Major League <laughs> Baseball generated in 2018. So. Let us in on, on the story that you read. Yeah, so we uh, apparently had a record year in the MLB last year for revenue. Um, it was, I think, what was it, $10.3 billion, uh, last year in revenue. So, uh, yes, there has been some, uh, some decline in the, in the attendance at games. Um, but I think what's happening is, uh, you know, I have, I'm not losing any faith. I don't know why people are, you know, sweating it about the attendance. 
I think it's difficult to to afford to go, but there's so many avenues in which to watch this game, and there's so many, you know, I think fans are, are as, you know, just as into it as ever. Um, so the MLB is pulling money from merchandise, and they're pulling money from, you know, their, their TV deals and their streaming deals. And so I think just because attendance is down doesn't really reflect how well the MLB is doing, you know? Yeah, and you'd mentioned the TV deals, uh, Fox, ESPN, and Turner Sports. Um, they will be broadcasting games, the report said, through 2021 and likely beyond that. Uh, my plea to Major League Baseball is to just take the hit on the revenue and get rid of Turner Sports, get rid of TBS, get rid of their postseason coverage, get rid of their blackouts. It's just terrible. The money isn't worth yeah. it. I promise you. As a as a fan that watches <laughs> the games, yeah, just take the hit and find somebody else. It's bad. I think also things need to change with the the postseason. I think the postseason is is difficult for people to watch. You know, for me personally, I use the MLB TV. Um, it's like a hundred bucks. I get to watch every game of the regular season as long as I'm not in market. Which here in Arizona, I have no desire to watch Diamondback games anyway. True. So I'm okay. Um, but they cut that off at the end of the regular season, and postseason becomes only with those three networks that you mentioned before. So it's like if you're really going to dive into being relevant in 2019 with our generation and younger, you're going to need to fully commit to the streaming stuff and allow your postseason games to be online or on apps, whatever you need to do, let people watch. Um, I, I don't, I have no desire to go. If my team's in postseason, I don't want to go to a restaurant and scream at a TV with other people around me. And I don't want to pay for cable. So I want to be able to watch at home. I'm trying to follow what you're saying because I watched all the games on like the TBS and Fox apps during the postseason. Is that what you're saying? How, how did the TBS app work for you? true <laughs> it didn't so i think whatever it is i mean it's let the big market let the big streaming stuff take over i don't know if youtube is doing it or not but like let youtube do it let the playstation view do it let mlb tv let um amazon you know let the let them get in it it's like amazon's got a boatload of money let them get involved yeah, their owner is now single man, in case you didn't hear. Um, I did not hear that. <laughs> yeah, Bezos or whatever is, uh, is getting a divorce. So he's uh, he's going to be looking to make some some baller moves now that he's out on the market. <laughs> um, no, but speaking... I think there's more money in that direction than TV networks right now. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But here's the thing is... Something we have to keep in mind is Major League Baseball is so archaic in that regard yep. of just kind of like their their streaming and their online and social media presence. Not to say like the accounts specifically are archaic, but it just in terms of the overarching uh, approach that they take to those types of things. Like I know that I'm pretty sure and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure baseball is like the last major sport that's like a major stickler about using their highlights and like cutting their like game. Oh, the copyright stuff. Yeah. Like with all that on like social media and stuff, they're just like totally like, like 
bananas about that. And to me, it's a thing where it's like, if you're trying to, like, that's been the biggest discussion with Major League Baseball the past however many years is trying to attract the younger audience. If you want to attract the younger audience, let people put clips and, like, not throw the copyright rules at them and, like, let them put up Mike Trout 500-foot home runs on Twitter if they want to. Like, yeah. And not to say that they can't. Like, I've see, I see it on social media all the time, but I'm just saying, like, kind of pull the, like, loosen the reins a little bit on that approach that you have towards digital and streaming and social and all that stuff. And yeah. I think you'd really see some major growth. Speaking of online, we're going to talk about <laughs> one of your favorite guys. Uh, uh, he's going to make the, he's making it to the bum t-shirts. I think we have to commit to it. Trevor Bauer. Bum. Fresh, hot, hot off the, hot off the press. <laughs> Accused of online harassment. Nathaniel, if there was any guy in the league, I know I told you this today. If there was any guy in the league, it's him worthy of being accused of online harassment. Are you kidding me? What a clown. Yeah, dude. He's so weird. He's just the weirdest guy. So I think we need to like walk through this because I want to make sure I have all, all of my my information correct. So basically what happened? He got into it just like some with, friendly some friendly chatter with uh, Bregman. Yeah. And then, and then there was there was a comment by like a twenty year old girl. Um yeah, twenty one year old Nikki Giles. It just went off the rails, apparently. And uh, Trevor Bauer claim, uh, claimed to, you know, put her in a body bag. A virtual body bag at that. <laughs> yeah, virtual body bag. And basically told her to stop trying to troll anybody. So Nikki, in turn, blocks Trevor Bauer. Power move. Big well, power hold on. Right I think what initiated all this, and I might be reading the article wrong. But I think what initiated this whole thing was that she said that he, or I guess she tweeted, I don't know uh, how it all went down in terms of uh, the timeline, but she said that Bauer was her least favorite person in sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, Mine too, which, to jump ahead, we'll come back to what you were saying. To jump ahead, basically her closing thought was that, hold on, I want to find it, make sure I said it right. She <laughs> said, she claims that he's, her least favorite person in sports. But then her like closing thought was that, Hey Bauer, find someone better to find something better to do with your spare time than harass a girl that didn't even know your name until tonight. (laughs) How do you, how do you claim somebody is your least favorite person in sports in like an hour window? I don't understand that. Well, but anyway, um, let's backtrack to what you, how, how, how did this all unfold? Well, to support this harassment claim, word on the street, word on the Twitter, Twitter sphere, whatever you Nate, want to call hold it. on, hold on. Breaking news. I'm sure you heard that vibration. Got an alert from MLB at bat app. Are you ready for this? What do you got? Manny update. Has Manny Machado narrowed down his list to two teams? <laughs> <laughs> Thank wow. God I know that. So glad you sent me that update. Oh, my goodness. I've been <laughs> on the edge of my seat for the last three weeks because I thought it was like at least 10 teams that were interested in Machado. All right. Anyway, 
moving forward. Um, yeah, so to support this harassment claim, basically what had happened was is that Nikki trolls Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer responds, puts her in a virtual body bag, in, in, in his own words, is Quotes, what he said. And then, uh, and then she blocks him. Awesome. And then he just goes off and comments on like all of her past tweets, starts tagging her in anything he sees or does, and just talking noise. And it was like uh, apparently anywhere from like 60 to 80 tweets that he had tagged her in. She unblocks because she's hearing from her friends that she's getting tagged and all this stuff. And apparently is like crying for like three days straight. That's what she said. And, uh, and yeah, Trevor said Bauer she was, said she was quote unquote, very creeped out. Yeah, I would be too. He is a creepy looking guy, first of all. And the way he, you know, goes about his business is very creepy. Especially when you're just like, uh, we just got attacked on, on Instagram. We don't, we don't freaking just annihilate people with tweets and tags. And it's like, dude, come on. You're a professional athlete. And then he comes up with some bogus tweet saying like, oh, it's never okay to cyber bully someone. Yeah, get at it. What a clown. Yeah. You're I mean, such an ass. To be fair, full disclosure, I will admit, I, I stoop to levels of pettiness on social media from time to time when somebody just lays out an idiotic tweet or comment on instagram or something sure but I'll, it's never i'll get into it it's a never bit. opinion based yeah i mean i don't start tagging people 40 times that's that's a bit much and to be honest with you when i was skimming this article i got down to the bottom uh where it was talking about how she was crying and everything and i'm like all right like let's <laughs> let's let's chill out it's not that bad but then that's when i texted you and i said i started reading it in like more depth and I was like, this dude is out of his mind. Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't blame this girl for anything. This dude is a a goon. To tag some 20-year-old girl that you don't know and in, like, dozens of texts or tweets. And it was like, what, dude, what are you doing? Like, get a life. Get the, a life. And the thing is, is he's going to have an answer for everything. Like, I guarantee, I guarantee you. If I put up a graphic with a soundbite or, or like a quote of one of ours from this episode up on Instagram tomorrow morning and tag him in it, basically just being like sharing our opinion of like, wow, this is childish. Guarantee you he would comment back because he's that type of guy. Let's do it. I want to do it. Like, It's just so it, I, I can't fathom the that he would. Like the fact that he he responded back does not surprise me in the least. But I mean, this no. this is a whole new level. Yeah. After you get blocked, you're gonna go ahead and just continue to tag that person in sixty or whatever tweets. Like, come on, man. And you're he re- creepy. He was respond. He was like clapping back at all the people that were kind of like defending the girl, like on Twitter. And I was just like, dude, give it up. You're creepy and you're weird. And like thinking about you sitting at home alone in your house. That's what I'm responding saying. Responding to teenagers or <laughs> freshly 20 or 21 year old people just sitting there in the dark over your phone, probably close to the outlet so your, your charger can reach <laughs> your phone because you've been on Twitter for eight hours. <laughs> oh my God. You're freaking weird, man. Oh, you're my so God. strange. 
Yeah, just like leave the poor girl alone. Like even if even if whatever she was saying was like provoking, just um, come on, just let it go. I don't. Bowers a bum. He did. He quoted. He said, "I often defend myself against internet trolling, bullying, and slander. My responses to fans are good natured. I do not encourage any of my. That was a tweet you're talking about. I do not encourage any of my yeah. fans, followers, or friends to attack, insult, or harass anyone." On so on a social media platform or in real life, there's no room for that in like the tweet right now. But I'm guessing the next tweet was. It's not even an apology. Today's society. <laughs> it's not even an apology. It's just you defending what you did and said, and saying no one else should do it. You're yeah. a douche. He's like, and you're to gonna be on our t-shirts. Absolutely. Uh, Trevor, you bum. Uh, no, Bauer, you bum. Bauer, you bum. <laughs> Um, all right. I don't want to give that guy any more airtime. He's a clown. Uh, yeah, we're definitely team Nikki in this. <laughs> we're team Nikki through and through. Um, all right. What do we got next? Oh, we got best and worst next. I was looking forward to this. Yeah. All right. A different format. Tonight, yeah. A little, a little different format. So to our listeners, Nate and I were, as you all know, Thursdays are our best and worst uh, days where we come up with a particular topic, whether it's uh, best and worst swag, best and worst baseball movies, best and worst stances, whatever. Uh, this one, we're going to do best and worst. No, I'm sorry. We're not going to do best and worst. We're going to just uh, discuss a list of rules that we found while searching through. Initially, we we're going to do best and worst rules. Um, but in the process we came across the official rule book rule book of major league baseball and we were coming across some very interesting rules so we decided to scrap the best and worst format and so we're just going to share a few of the just kind of strange bizarre interesting funny unknown. rules yeah, yeah unknown rules that we came across uh so i will let you run through yours what do you All got right. this one's pretty easy pretty understandable um, the, and I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to prelude this by saying that I've never typed shall so much in my <laughs> notes after reading the official rule book of MLB, because all it says is shall throughout that thing. Um, I just feel smarter after having, yeah, having read that. I like it. The first one, the bat shall not be longer than 42 inches long. Um, that is, it's like a boat or man that is like the longest <laughs> can you imagine trying to swing that telephone pole yeah <laughs> uh it's officially swinging a tree so if you guys didn't know 42 inches is the limit of a baseball bat uh i got a num another number tidbit for you the distance between first base and third base must be 127 feet and three and three eighths inches don't forget the three eighths, man. That's important. Yeah, not only is it the three inches, three eighths inches. <laughs> I don't get it, dude. Three, I don't get it. These are so exact. Three and three eighths inches. That is very specific. But that's what I love about baseball. I mean, it's a, it is a science. It is an art. It is. It's a beautiful thing. What do you got? Uh, what do you got for your next one? This one's weird. So for all you people that like to go to games early whether it's before or right after BP and you're trying to get autographs and you're trying to meet players, trying to take a picture with players. Technically, technically 
<laughs> you're not allowed to. Technically, the players are not allowed to. Players shall not fraternize with fans or opposing teammates or opposing players before, after, or during the game. That's wild. What? That, no, they got to scrap that. I'm telling you, it is in the rule books. They may not fraternize at all with any fans. So technically, all your little autographs that you guys get when you come down the first row right before the game, illegal in the in the in the rule book. And all those pictures of going grabbing hugs or high fives with the other other guys on the other team, illegal. That, Don't do no, it. No, they gotta scrap that. <laughs> let's write a letter to Major League Baseball. Let's, we will. let's Strong, start the, let's start the movement. I'll, I'll include shall quite a bit. Let's <laughs> let's join Harper's Make Baseball Fun Again movement. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Uh, my next one is kind of lengthy, but I think it's kind of interesting. Well, I think it's interesting more so just because of the image that like comes to my head when I think about if this were to happen. When the occupants of a player's bench show violent disapproval of an umpire's decision... The umpire shall first give warning that such disapproval shall cease. The penalty, if such action continues, the umpire shall order the offenders from the bench to the clubhouse. If he is unable to detect the offender or offenders, he may clear the bench of all substitute players. (laughs) The manager of of the offending team shall have the privilege of recalling to the playing field only those players needed for substitution in the game. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I can't see him. Get, everyone get out of the way. Like, so you're telling me you've got freaking Alex Cora standing up there at the top of the dugout steps. The entire Red Sox bench is in the clubhouse, <laughs> and he calls down for Brock Holt for a pinch hit AB. <laughs> That's just such a funny image to me. Like I can't, I can't picture what that would actually look like. And <laughs> totally. I'm curious. I'm honestly curious if that's ever happened. I don't know. We gotta look it up. No, we we gotta have the people look it up for us. All right, that's we fair. gotta see somebody. Somebody let us know if that has happened before. If an umpire has cleared off a bench worth of substitutes, I'm very interested. I love it. What do you got next? All right, this one's weird. Check out this scenario. All right. An illegal batter is up to plate, okay? Define illegal, as in like out of order or? Out of order or has already been substituted out, like however you want to say it. He is illegal, okay? And a pitch is thrown. The pitcher makes his pitch before the appeal is made from the opposing team. That batter is now legal. (laughs) Oh, my God. What? As long as you sneak a little quick pitch in there, you cannot appeal. That guy is now legal. That's why. Wait, so hold on. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Who who would this benefit? This would benefit. I'm trying to think. So the batter, the batter has been subbed out or is yeah. out of order. And the yeah, just pitcher... think like just think like Big so, Poppy just hit a home run, comes up like three batters later with a mustache. <laughs> And gets into the box, and no one realizes it until after the first pitch. He's allowed to stay. 
So in the, in that situation, the appeal. Okay, yeah. The, so the appeal would be coming from the Yankees or whoever they're playing. Yeah. And if that doesn't happen, okay, I see what happens. Okay. okay if it, it doesn't sense. happen before that's that wild. Pitch is thrown. <laughs> I literally, I I would have never guessed that. I had no idea. <laughs> so weird. That is crazy. So um. Weird. All right. My ne- you had three, right? Because I got one more. Thank you. Yeah. Got one more. All right. My last one is it made me think of the trop because I, if I read this correctly, I think this is kind of what it applies to. Any fair fly ball is – hold on. Oh, hold on. I'm trying to read this. Any fair fly ball that is de- deflected by the fielder into the stands or over the fence into foul territory, in which case the batter shall be entitled to advance to second base. So, in other words, if – Jeter is running into foul territory, and how does I'm trying to like point right off the noggin? Any fair? Oh, okay, I see what it's saying. Any fair? So if he is got to be in fair territory. territory, and it somehow deflects off him, bounces off his head into the third base stands, then the runner gets to go to second. All right, sorry, that was confusing even for me, and I'm the one who put it down. <laughs> uh. But, and this is the interesting part, if deflected into the stands or over the fence in fair territory, the batter shall be entitled to a home run. However, should, which we already knew that. However, should a fair fly ball be deflected at a point less than 250 feet from home plate, the what? batter shall be entitled to two bases. So, if you just rope one off the pitcher's head and it somehow <laughs> makes its way out to beyond the left center field fence... You get a double. <laughs> Even though little Johnny out there with his big ball glove there for his first major league game catches what he thinks is a home run, it's a double. That is wild. Less than 250 feet. And how do you how do, how do you, you measure that? that? And how do you get that type of deflection? Yeah, like I don't understand. <laughs> I I have no clue, honestly. That's very interesting. I love it. If any of you guys didn't get, you know, a little taste of how weird the MLB rulebook is, go read it after this. No, I'm it telling is. you, I wasn't joking. We need to have just like a three uh, O take story time where you and I just take we we take turn bump reading the <laughs> Major League Baseball rulebook because that it would be a blast. So weird. It sounds so it sounds terribly boring. But I promise you, just read the rule book and you're you'll be you'll honestly be entertained for like a good couple hours. It's it's fantastic. Because <laughs> it was what, like a hundred something pages or like seventy five hundred yeah. pages? Yeah. It was lengthy. Wild. All right, what is got diagrams in the back and yeah, stuff? Yeah, diagrams and like if and or statements. I'm just like, <laughs> this is this is over my head. Uh but any oh, not to mention, before we get to your last one. I don't know if you saw at the very bottom, but it had like this like little pep talk for umpires where it was like in so many words, it was basically just like, you just focus on doing a great job, ignore the fans, ignore the players, ignore the coaches. When you may, if you make a questionable call, uh, just focus on getting the call right. And it said, there was one line in there where it was like umpire integrity is important but making the but it's never as important as getting the call right. And I'm just like, all right, this you all need to just wrap this thing up and finish the rule book and be done with it and move on. 
But I just no. thought that was interesting there. At the you end. don't like the yeah. advice? <laughs> no, I just gave it like this little like suck up like little pep talk. Like, hey, you're doing <laughs> you're doing great, babe. Like, just I don't know. It was very questionable. Didn't didn't see the need for it. But anyway, what's your last one? That's it. That's all three. Uh, wait, what? What was your last I one? Started. You didn't you do your 42 last inch, one. Forty-two inch bat. No, because no the, fraternizing. And the one I the just illegal, did. The illegal the, batter. I swear that was only two, but I guess you're right. I thought I I thought the last one we just did was the. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you went first. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. All right. All that for nothing. Yeah. Uh, DMs. Got some DMs. DMs. All right. Cole asks thoughts on the rumors that the Nationals are making a strong push to bring back Harper. Wow. Well, we almost made it the whole show without talking about. Almost that. made it. Uh. All right. So here's my thought. I've kind of alluded to it on previous episodes. If they can, it'd be a very tricky process, but these guys have been in the business for a long time, so I know that they can pull it off. If they can approach this situation and make it clear to their fan base that they're doing, assuming that the the front office wants him back, which I don't see why you wouldn't. He's like, he's been your guy for a while now. Yeah. Um, And I'm assuming that there's a relatively solid relationship there between him and the front office. If you can make it known to your fan base that you're doing everything you can to bring him back and you can present him and if you if you're able to bring him back and you're able to present him on opening days like all right this is our guy for the next 6 8 10 years like this yeah. is our guy I'm telling you I, and I've said it on here before I th- I'm I truly truly think if they can do that and just put all their chips on the table with this guy I I really think Washington can make some major, major noise in the postseason. And like I said, I know they've gotten a bad rap for that before, but if they can, since there's been so for really the last like couple of years, there's been a lot of talk about like, all right, is, is this the end of Harper's run in Washington? So on and so forth. Yeah. And after all this confusion or not confusion rather, but this like uncertainty about where he's going to end up, I'm telling you, if they can bring him back and be like, all right, to our fans, he's back. This is our guy. Let's roll. I'm telling you, I, I really think something big could happen. So, I mean, we've talked about it before. We've mentioned what, where we think he will go, where we want him to go, and where we would go if we were him. So we've mentioned all three of those in, the, in you know, past episodes. And it's, it's me as a fan, if he goes back, it seems boring. We've talked about this 2019 free agent class for years. And if he goes back, it's like, I think it really, one, it pretty much wipes out any of the freaking rumors that we'll ever read about, any of the articles that we'll ever read in the future, because none of us will ever have a clue. And two, it'll be a pretty big letdown just because of years of buildup and fan bases getting involved and owners getting involved and you know players of other of other sports in that city getting involved you know what i'm saying it's just like i feel like it'll be a letdown for the baseball world but i think it's at the same time good for baseball because we never really get the guys that stick around 
at their original team. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, so I, I feel both sides. So you're taking the perspective, you're looking at it more as like a general baseball fan, but in terms yeah. of if you're a fan of the Washington Nationals, how do you feel about it? Stoked. Yeah. Stoked. I agree. What do we got next? Uh, Craig asks, what are your thoughts on seemingly such a limited market for top talent like Harper and Machado? Uh, I think it's going to contribute to something you and I have talked about on here before. Is a potential scuffle with the players association and, and the league. Mm-hmm. I think something is, if something doesn't change in the near future with these free agent markets and, and just the length of time that it takes for things to happen and not to mention players who deserve certain amounts of money, but are getting undercut because nobody's making an offer for them. So naturally their value just falls through the floor. Uh, I think we're in, in, I don't, I don't know. I think something's going to happen, and it's not going to be good for the game. But that's yeah. just my thought. Yeah, we're getting in murky water here. I mean, it's we're getting close to to stuff. I mean, I think with these players asking for so much, um, and we've seen teams get in get in a it is a marriage really for that long, and it, it backfires. Um, you can't bank on their health. You can't bank on their performance. You can't bank on them as a as a person. You know what I mean? Like, right. Beginning of the A Rod contract, I was stoked as a Yankees fan. By the end of it, I'm disgusted. You wanted to jump off of a bridge. Him as a person, him as a you know, integrity wise, it was a joke. He was trash. And so Machado very much could fall along with the same thing, but but he's already started off his free agent market with the whole Johnny Hustle comment. So you're already showing the type of person you are, in my opinion. And I think that limits your market significantly. He's a bum. What do we got next? Oaktown fan 26 asks, who will be better in 2019, the Rays or Oakland? Well, I think by default of my um, postseason picks, I'm going to have to go with Oakland because I have them winning the AL West. Much to the surprise of many people on Instagram. Uh, But as a result, I'm going to naturally have to go with Oakland. Because although I do have the Rays making the postseason, I don't have them doing better than Oakland. So there's my pick. Rays. I have Oakland missing the postseason, I believe. So going with the Rays. Sorry, Oaktown fan 26. Nate is uh, not a friend of (laughs) yours, but you can be a friend of mine. You dropped on your head too much. Brian asks, very nice. in the current era, is batting average still the best statistic to judge hitters off of? Well, Nate, I do know one thing. SeatGeek is the answer to all your ticket needs. How did I know? Nate, are you looking for tickets? Do you have no. plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert, Nate? No, it's the offseason. Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out, Nate? No. It's the off-season. I'll ask that question again. Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? Yes, I am. I can't wait. That's what you do in the off-season because there's no baseball. Let's do it. Tired of your attitude. With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concerts, shows, and even theater performances, which you can also do in the off-season because there's nothing going on. 
<laughs> theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. The next time you add some tickets to your cart, remember that Nate's dryer is running in the background and use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. Yeah, That's all you got to do to save some of that cold, hard cash, Nate. And her promo cold, code- hard cash! Feel better? And her promo code DTD at checkout, Nate. So talk to me, buddy. Talk to me. About what? Is batting average still the best stat to judge hitters off of? Um, it's best is a weird word. I'm gonna say, I'm for the sake of conversation. I'm gonna rephrase the question, and I'm gonna ask you the question, and then I'll answer after you give your. In the current era, is batting average still a valid statistic to judge hitters off of? Uh, valid, yes. Best, no. I don't think that speaks to the... Uh, I don't think it's the one that we look at overall anymore. Um, I think it's... There's still other stats that are becoming more... You know, For example, on-base percentage, to me... Um, is is getting above batting average, I think. Um, you know, OPS obviously involves a couple of stats. So, you know, I think batting average is losing its luster. It's still important for me, though. It's still something that I am going to judge off of personally. Yeah, I would agree with that last statement um, and kind of piggybacking off that. I'm a big uh, – I'm evolving into a big uh, on-base percentage guy because I'm a big fan of – uh, quality of bats, which isn't isn't as advanced as a lot of these statistics are not are now, but it's st- in my opinion it's still more advanced than or more accurate, I guess you could say, than uh, a batting average would be. Yeah, it, it's an on base percentage still doesn't tell the whole story. Really, no stat does. There's no perfect stat, and that's why right. we have that's why we're having this conversation. But to me, on-base percentage is, it sounds silly, but to me it's like simple enough for the, the average Joe to understand. Yeah. But it's not like all these whack stats that you and I have expressed great distaste for. That's fair. That's fair. I like that. All right. Uh, Millar. Maybe it's Kevin Millar. Who knows? Asks, it's not. So get this. Oh, this man. is one of our... Uh, if I recall, this is one of our Australian friends that Ooh, has nice. uh, been hitting me up on Snapchat. Apparently, there's like a whole team out there that is like listening to the podcast because one of the guys like hit me up and it was like, hey, man, love the podcast. Like really love tuning in each week, uh, so on and so forth. And then I was like, right, yeah, like really appreciate the support. Um, and he like mentioned to me he was there out there in Australia uh, or that he was out there in Australia. And I was like, hey, be sure to like tell your friends just like jokingly. And he was like. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. I've told my whole team we're out here in Australia and we listen to all the shows. <laughs> so I'm like, well, this is awesome. So big shout out to Australia. Little, yeah, Australia baseball. Really? Yeah. Which they're already in Thursday. They're already there. That's so true. Wonder, they're killing. I wonder the game. what tomorrow looks like. They're killing the game. Uh, well, our friend from Australia, Malar, asks most overrated moves that have hold happened. Hold up! So hold up! Season. Hold up! I have a legitimate legitimate notification to share with you what do you got 
Apparently, and why am I not getting them? Kyler expects to enter the oh, draft. Yeah. What? Yeah, I saw. How yep. all of a sudden has he, has he completely 180'd? Because he won the Heisman, dude. It doesn't matter. Why would you? All I'm saying is he is going to get annihilated. The dude's like 3-4. And yeah, he's and passing I'm, up on a lot of potential money. I'm also trying to I'm also trying to figure out what the contract is. Have the A's already paid him? Well, he already got a signing bonus, right? Oh, no. No, that's a stupid... No. I don't know. Interesting. Anyway, back to our Australian guy. Because technically, couldn't he couldn't he sign, get the signing bonus, and then... Bounce? <laughs> as much of a douche move as that would be? I guess legally you could do that, right? I don't know. I mean, technically, you don't have to... You can declare for the draft and not sign. So I maybe it depends on where he gets drafted or who he gets drafted from. Yeah, that's true. that's true. All right. Nothing All right. Him. Malar, man. We got a frick. I'm Just, sorry. I'm sorry. We we need to show him a little more respect. Yeah, Malar. We got you, dude. Most overrated moves that have happened so far this season. This offseason. Um, any come off the top of your head? Overrated. Well, for me, Zach Britton. The Yankees signing Zach Britton to a four-year, $800 million deal, whatever they did, definitely overpaid for a guy who did not perform well in a pinstripe uniform last year. And to let David Robertson walk after that made no sense. So, yeah, that's my overrated move that everyone seems to be calling smart. I don't like it. I'm going to kind of take that same sentiment with my pick. Uh and this might surprise a lot of people, and it's not because he plays for the Yankees, but I'm going to say Troy Tulowitzki. Now, let me clarify. This is overrated move. In terms of it being a good move, it's a fantastic move for the Yankees. You got yeah. a guy, what, it was league minimum, right? Yeah, so he, he's still He's still making bank from Toronto, so the money isn't an issue. The problem is, like I was saying, the question is, it's what was the most overrated move? People are acting like this dude is just somehow going to – shake his injury proneness, if you will, and just be this stud middle infielder for the Yankees. It's not going to happen. I don't care who he plays for. It's not going to happen. And I don't understand why people are like hopping on this Tulo train, especially when they're still trying to get Machado supposedly. I, I mean, it's, it'll be a, it'll be a decent move, but it's not the move that these people are making it out to be. So that's my take. Yeah, I think it's just only gaining more traction because of the fact that Machado hasn't signed yet. So, yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. All right, Nate, I got one for you. You've been asking me these DMs. I'm going to I'm going to flip the script here and ask you one. I'm Uh-oh. really excited to get your take on this. Anthony asks, one of our one of our most loyal followers and listeners asks, other than the Yankees setting the strikeout record next year, what are you most looking forward to? What say you, Nate? It's not going to happen. It is going to happen. This question was 100% directed at me, but I know that you too are looking forward to watching the Yankees set the strikeout record, so I figured I would ask you. I'm looking forward to the Yankees breaking the home run record that they just set last year. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm so glad that that paid off for them, though. 
Like it was really cool. You'll see the rings, baby. You'll see. It them. was really cool to see They're that. Coming. To see that on on flashing oh, yeah. on the signs in Times Square for the World Series parade this year. Newest rings home run com- record. Your 2018 Don't New York worry. Yankees. That was. I was really glad to see that. That was really cool. Rings are coming. Don't you worry. Yeah. Okay. Whatever you say. All right. Well, that's about all I got. You got anything? Any closing thoughts? You know it, baby. I'm hungry. I've eaten, man. It's been hours. I'm struggling. You're lucky I'm not hangry right now. How would you be if you were hangry? Are you are you like unbearable? No, I'm not terrible. I snap. I definitely snap. Yeah, I and will I, say I'm the same way. Like I feel bad yeah. for the people around me. Yeah, I'll call people names and stuff. <laughs> you know, you know, my goal is to put them down so I feel better about being hungry, but it doesn't help. Yeah, because that makes logical sense. Yeah. <laughs> but logic isn't exactly at the forefront when you're hangry, so I don't no, I don't blame you. No, I do I definitely belong in one of those Snickers commercials, that's for sure. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. All right. Well, unless you got anything else, that about does it for me. Go socks. As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys next week. Uh at this point, Nate yeah. Whenever a Machado or Harper signing happens, will probably be the next time we have two episodes in a week. <laughs> because as as much as I wanted to stick with the two episode a week thing, it would be impossible. Can't promise. It would be impossible. Yeah. So we'll, let's just go on record right now saying uh, we're gonna try our best to get two in a week. But if nothing happens, and I have no reason to believe that that trend uh, wouldn't continue, um. It's going to be probably next Thursday. But sure. apparently it sounds like one of these signings is close to happening. So who knows? We might be back uh, Sunday, Monday. But we'll see. Um, anyway, in the meantime, regardless who signs where, you can subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it. And Do please, it. please leave the rating and review. I want to get seen on iTunes when you type in baseball, like I don't want people just searching for the podcast. I want to be on there when people just type in baseball. And in order, in order for that to happen, we're going to need you all to leave ratings and reviews. And I know we got some diehard followers on here and some listeners that listen to every show. And if you haven't put in a review or a rating, please put in a rating and review. It would help us greatly and would really take the show to new levels. Nate, should they give a rating and review? How many stars should they give? One crispy Abraham Lincoln. Five. Five. Five stars, please. Five stars. And yeah, put a put a nice little note down there too. Like the stars are great. Like if you just want to tap five stars, that's that's awesome. But I like having things to read when I'm at work. Like yeah. I'm not trying to sit at my computer and do work every minute of the workday. Like I want to take a break and be like, all right, yeah. what are these people saying about us on, on iTunes? Leave a nice little note for us to read. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that does it. We love you all. And as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.